Got a financial hangover from the holidays? We've got some quick fixes to help you recover and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today, big thanks to Tiller Money for supporting Stacking Benjamins. Great time to get your money in order, Bobby, is here at the beginning of the year. It's your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. How great would that be in 2020? Tiller's the only service that automatically updates I added the automatically. I'm sure that's going to make people go there right away. <laughs> Updates Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending transactions and account balances. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And they'll give you 20% off your annual subscription. How about that? Happy New Year with that one. Good to get organized in the new year for sure. They will automatically do that. Automatically. Yes. That's going to be in the in the new Scrabble. I'm going to keep Scrabble re- word. I'm going to keep recording that until Peter Polson, the CEO of uh, Tiller, writes and says, "Please stop doing that." Yeah. <laughs> new tagline. Well, we're talking hangovers. I hope everybody's uh, January uh, first hangover is over. Probably better if you didn't get one in the first place, Bobby. Yes, absolutely. Better if you didn't overspend or do all the things you should not do with your money over the holidays. But look, it happens. It does happen. And we're going to talk about how to fix it. And to do that, we're going to see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Gertrude, room mom over at the Stacking Benjamins Facebook basement group. I just like hanging out and chatting about the news. That's why I tuned into Money with Friends. This story comes to us from where does it come to us from cnbc from cnbc and it's from aj horsch and the headline is financial hangover here are some quick fixes to help you recover (laughs) maybe new year's got the better of you maybe you woke up feeling nauseous or with a headache that has kept you in bed all day you've got a hangover and the only surefire way to get rid of it is time and rest in parentheses, or not drinking in the first place, but it's too late for that now. So nice sense of humor, AJ. The same can be said for your finances. If you really blew your budget this holiday season, your financial hangover might be just as painful and definitely will take time and planning to fix. Meanwhile, these tips are steps you can take today that like a cold compress, dose of aspirin, or cup of coffee may help alleviate immediate pain and make you feel better about the new year ahead. And Bobby, I thought today, let's just take these uh, one by one and chat about them as we go, because there's only four. First one, it says, is to create a budget. Not having a budget is probably what got you here in the first place. Keeping track of how much you bring in versus how much you spend is vital to prevent future budget busts. Man, a lot of people though, Bobby, they hear that B word and they think a budget you can't hold me down. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Right. They view it as 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 locking them down, but in fact, it can actually give people freedom. It depends. I've had, you know, stricter budgets at different times in my life when I've wanted to kind of know everything that's going on and, and get into the minutia. And it can be very eye-opening because you may get bad news, but you may get good news. You may have more money to spend than you thought. You may have more freedom than you thought. Well, that's the thing. A good budget should be freeing. I know that uh as as you know and um 
people are sick of hearing me talk about my diet. But, but as I've been on this new eating plan, when I decide to go off the rails, I can do that fairly responsibly. I know it's for a set amount of time. I know kind of how I'm going to break the rules. So a budget is a set of rules that you can break from time to time, but you know that you're doing it. You're in control. And I think that gives you a lot of power. Yes. And it helps you also recover because we're human and we make mistakes and that's okay. And if you, this way, at least you're aware that you're quote off budget and you can just make a plan to get back on track. And for people who think that budgets are hard, I have to tell you the best budget that I've ever had is the one that I use now, which is mostly communication. It's less spreadsheet, more communication. Cheryl and I have a weekly financial meeting. It takes about 20 minutes. It's either over pancakes or wine, depending on what time of day it is. And we just sit, Bobby, and we go through our expenses. We talk about what's going to happen the next week with our money. And once a quarter, we'll pull up our investments and we'll talk about those. That once a quarter meeting's a little longer. But if we keep it 20 minutes and we keep it fun, what we find then happens is two things. Number one, we look forward to it for next week instead of dreading it. And then number two is we seem to then continue the discussion because it was a fun discussion. We'll continue it during the week. And because we're on the same page with our money, we tend to then do better things throughout the week than if one of us just kept a huge spreadsheet and the other one was off in fantasy land. It can be very motivating too. Yeah, uh, very, very motivating. Uh, We do this in front of a live uh, Facebook audience and our friend Chris, who has been one of our influencers hanging out with us, Chris from Popcorn Finance, says, I love a strict budget to start and then slowly relaxing it over time. It's almost like when it comes to credit cards, Bobby, I had to go cold turkey away from credit cards. And once I got systems in place, so I paid them off every month, then I was able to play the credit card reward game. But it's with budgets, I think Chris nails it. It's kind of a step-by-step process. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to the second one. Sell unwanted gifts. Your mother may think that the sweater she bought you looks great on you, but maybe it's not really your style. Um, It talks about the fact that there's a whole secondhand market here where you can sell your your stuff. And it even quotes Gary Vaynerchuk talking about it. Sites like Poshmark and Facebook's Marketplace and eBay allow users to buy and sell goods. And, um, you know, it talks about the fact that if you you take flattering pictures of the items that you want to sell and begin posting them, this can be this income can be put towards your debt. I think that's that's something that I think about because I have so much, not just gifts per se, but just so much stuff we don't need yeah. that um, whether you sell it or donate it. Because remember, if you donate it, if you do itemize on your taxes, that effectively is you know giving you more money back on your taxes, etc. So whatever you can do to lighten the load at home and create income or tax relief, I think is a great thing. And I I don't think that I do enough of that. I do some of it. I've done Poshmark a little bit. Um, it takes effort though. Even without even without the income piece, which I totally agree with. I mean, it's a great way to pay off debt. I remember interviewing um, the guys from uh, His and Her Money, uh, Ty and Talat, who paid off their mortgage. They did it largely by selling off stuff they didn't need. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. They had their mortgage payment and they were paying extra on their mortgage. But that final push was minimalizing all the junk around their house. But even without yes. that, you know, um, talking to organizational experts, organizational experts will talk about losing psychic energy because of all the clutter around us. It's supposed to make us happier. And yet you bring it home and it sits in a corner. It doesn't make you happy. It just clutters mm-hmm. up the place. So getting rid of that clutter, that's my 2020 goal. I, and, and frankly, for me, it's it, it's not about selling it to pay off debt. It's about recouping some psychic energy. So when I open a closet, I don't go, oh man, I got to clean this. Yeah. Yeah. We all just, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but I can speak for myself. We just have too many things, 
too many things and we don't need them. That's why I don't, I'm not a big fan of storage units. Every time someone says, oh, just get a storage unit, I say, no, there's no exit strategy. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Unless you're specifically, let's say you're moving and you want to put your furniture there and you're coming to get it at this time, there's an exit strategy. But otherwise, you know, there's entire shows on the fact that people put things in storage and then they obviously didn't need it because they never get it. Yeah. Think about the fact you have a storage unit, your stuff sits there, you never see it. What are mm -hmm. you, what are you doing with it? Yeah. You know, it's funny. That and that's money out the door to pay for the storage unit. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because companies, you know, we talk about this quite a bit, Bobby, you and I, about how people will make great decisions for the company during the day. And then they go home and they get all emotional about their money. They make a whole different type of decision, right? Yep. Companies have something called just-in-time inventory, which means they don't keep crap sitting around until they're going to use it. And then they use it and it's out the door. And I think that if you've got stuff in a storage unit, think about the carrying cost, another mm -hmm. another term that companies use. Like there is a every month you're paying for the storage unit for stuff that you're not paying any attention to. Why right. not just get rid of it? Uh, so much better. I like this third one though. Uh, consider a dry January when you give your liver time to recover, you'll be giving your wallet a break too. It's no secret dining out with drinks and imbibing at bars and nightclubs can make it harder to save money. With a dry January, you'll consume no alcoholic beverage for the, for the full 31 days of the month. With your extra savings, you'll be able to pay your bills faster. I'll tell you, Cheryl and I, um, just before, well, just in the middle of December, we went to uh, out to this great dinner. We had a fantastic time, but we had two drinks each two glasses of wine each. It was mm -hmm. a very special dinner for us. 70 bucks. For just the alcohol. Two drinks each, 70 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And, you know, look, it's, it's not really, I mean, there's things people say white wine is good. I mean, red wine is good for your health, that kind of thing. But in general, drinking heavily is not good. No. And I want to go back, by the way, to our friends hanging out with us on Facebook, because as we moved on to number three, they've got some great comments about storage units. Uh, Chris again pipes in and says, storage is like renting an apartment for your stuff. <laughs> And Joe says a tiny house for your stuff. <laughs> I I I like what uh, Joe talks about. I've started removing three things for every new item I bring in. It's great at helping declutter and to keep me from making a dumb purchase. And and uh, Eric says it's uh, even more expensive if you drink out of the hotel room. Yeah, the the mini oh, bar. Gosh, never do that. Never, never, never. <laughs> the never the mini bar. That was ingrained as a child. The mini bar, mini bar is never to be touched, ever, well, for anything. One of us knew about that. One <laughs> of us. Yes. That's a story for another day. Uh, but let's move on to the fourth one. What do we got as the fourth one here, Bobby? Switch to cash. Credit and debit cards make transactions seamless, especially when it comes to online shopping. Research has shown that paying with cash, on the other hand, is more painful than paying with plastic. Researchers point out there are two important reasons for this. First, there is a delay between buying the goods and paying your bill. If you buy something in the middle of a billing cycle, you won't have to pay it off until the end of the cycle. Second, using a card allows you to lump your purchases together. When it comes time to pay, it is harder to attribute the payment to any one purchase. Paying with only cash has an added benefit. You can only spend what you can carry with you. While these tips will... Oh, then it goes on to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you get the idea. I don't know about this. I have mixed feelings about this. Me I get too. the idea that if you're really having problems, it's like going cold turkey on anything. Going to cash can make it really tangible. You can only literally spend that day the amount of cash you have in your hand. But that's not... For me, I like having a electronic trail of what I purchased. 
the envelope. I like being able to review sometimes with my husband, you know, sure. this is what our credit card says for the month and let's go over these purchases. Why are we still subscribing to this? Do we really need this? And so on. And especially for big expenses, right? Where you have yeah. some insurance, some protection there. Absolutely. And you have, yes, you have protection when you have a credit card behind you. If there's something goes wrong, very often they include insurance, but even if they don't formally have insurance, you have some recourse. You also do get points back or some kind of rewards very often. So I think that this can be a tool if you're, if you are having a financial hangover, which is the context this is in. But I also think there are a lot of benefits to paying um, digitally. There was a time in my life where I needed to pay cash because I had to figure out how to make sure that I had a good cash-based system, that I knew where my money was going. And for people in that stage of life, I think it's it's pretty important. I'll tell you this, though, that beyond the envelope system of budgeting, I know me. I think this is a big piece also of Know Yourself, Bobby. Money actually leaves my wallet quicker. I'm I'm not the average person here. I understand the stat and with clients back when I was a financial advisor, I would tell them to try to use plastic the same way this piece does. I know all the studies, talk to a lot of people, I agree with them. It isn't me. With me, if I have $5 in my wallet, I will find a way to spend it. I will see that money and I will figure out a way to spend I have no idea why, but I know myself. So looking at my, I don't have my wallet on me, but if I had my wallet on me, I'd show you, I never carry cash. And the reason I don't carry cash is because it is gone in a hurry and I just don't want that to happen. So for me, credit is is way better for whatever reason. I don't like sp- putting money on my debit or credit card. I just, every time I pump gas and I put my credit card in, I feel this uh, pit in my stomach. I don't feel that with cash. No idea why, but know yourself, I think is maybe a big thing there. I agree. I, I just think that the the trail of the electronic, having the the um, list at the end of every month to go over, you know, with in my case with my husband and, and say, okay, this is what we each spent because we sh- basically share a family credit card. That's really helpful. You know, we don't have to yeah. like have a pile of receipts or whatever. Um, we can just go through it together and, and having that information right there in plain sight has generated some conversations. So, yeah. Did did uh, uh, did we do a poll for today? Oh, we did. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, let's see. Um, give me just a moment to pull it up. Our polls and on Instagram, I, by the way. I, no, so this is we asked our our Instagram friends, which is by the way, everyone should be following us there by now at Money Friends Pod, which is also our handle on Twitter. We asked them, Joe, now that the holiday season and presumably the holiday spending is over, are you feeling a little spending hangover? So the options were totally overspent or nope, I'm good. What do you think our our money friend said? I actually did two things. Number one is I weighed in on this one because I actually spent more money than I budgeted this year. We I had a couple opportunities come up to have some fun with people that I haven't seen in a long time. So Cheryl and I made a conscious decision to go over our budget. So I said, I'm personally feeling a little bit of a hangover this year. So I clicked. Now, the bad news that I forgot about when oh. I clicked was I saw it too. And at that point, it was around 50-50. But this was mm-hmm. maybe... This is maybe 12 hours ago before we recorded. It is not 50-50 anymore. Oh, I'm going to say it's probably 80% on my side where they're feeling a little bit of a hangover. No, it was 32% oh, totally overspent. And nope, I'm good was 68%. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Interesting, right? And I'll tell you, do you want to, let's do some shout outs. Um, we had Justin McCarty said, nope, I'm good. Dan Gage said, nope, I'm good. Let's see who overspent. Michelle Pelham, totally overspent. Um, Are you outing people else. now? 
I'm outing people. <laughs> it's a public poll. Chris Browning, Popcorn Finance, totally overspent. Chris, who's well, with Chris us here I, on Facebook. To Chris and oh my I goodness. apparently <laughs> had the same thought process because I'm there with you, Chris. And a couple more. Sarah Pulls, totally overspent. Vincent, totally overspent. Stephanie Espana, totally overspent. And Mark Sareva, totally overspent. And Ashley Trinidad. And Kristen Belzung. A lot of people overspent. By the we, way, had a lot of, we had a lot of votes. I don't. I can't yeah. see how many people voted. A lot of people vote. Yeah. Well, vote. Even when I did, a lot of people voted. Thanks for voting on that, guys. I uh, One more time, we'll go back to uh, people hanging out with us on Facebook. Gregory recommends that a great way to get free drinks is to make sure you take me to an ATM. Because cause I like to spend cash. Take me to an ATM. Drinks are on oh me. Goodness. Yes. That's very funny. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> All right. And Dylan says, Chris Browning, Popcorn Finance, bought too much popcorn. He bought that foo-foo <laughs> Dylan, popcorn. Dylan, by the way, also voted. And he voted, nope, I'm good. D- D- Dylan was Dylan. good. Nice job. Show off, yes. Dylan. Show off. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us today. Bobby told you where you can uh, hang out with us. That's at Instagram. Also, if you want to catch the show being made, we made this one on Facebook. But in the future, we're going to make it on, on, um, we're going to make it on YouTube. However... We haven't done our takeaways. I'm sitting here miming to Joe. Like, did we do our takeaways? That's the fun of doing this live, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, wait, we forgot to do the takeaways. Well, I'm going to let Bobby get her thoughts together, figure out how to bring the show to a close while I talk about Tiller Finance, uh, oh, Tiller Money. <laughs> uh, Tiller is your financial life in a spreadsheet updated Every day, Tiller's the only service that automatically updates Google Sheets and Excel with daily spending. The way that it works is actually very simple. It takes your transactions from over 20,000 different financial sources. So there are very few places that Tiller doesn't work with, and it puts it in a spreadsheet. What's cool is you can collaborate with other people to make better and better spreadsheets. I'm a person that likes a very minimalist spreadsheet. Uh, I like to know where my money's going. But in very broad categories, uh, a lot of other people like to have lots of charts, lots of graphs, and like to make it easy, uh, easier for them to see every little expense. I want to see broadly, want to move quickly. The c- cool thing I like about this is regardless of whether you're like me or like people that like it a little more granular, Tiller works with both of us, different than any other program that I've ever found. So to get 20% off your uh, annual subscription, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. All right. And now before I end the show, <laughs> we'll do a takeaway. All right. So my takeaway is that the common theme here is taking control. And these are great tools to do that. And just to be more aware of what's going on, like selling the unwanted gifts. That's a big one for me. It's something that requires crossing a psychological and sentimental barrier. We didn't talk about that, the whole idea of letting go, because we tend to keep things. If somebody that we love gave us something that we don't love, it's hard to get rid of it. So I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna work on that. But I, I really like that tip. And I think that's something we can all especially um, do. Um, Letting go does have a lot of benefits and it's something for us all to consider. You know, what's funny is when it comes to this uh, piece, Bobby, I think the takeaway for me was less is better besides a budget, right? With With a budget, maybe that's a little more, maybe that's adding something. But generally, when you subtract a lot of these old gifts that you don't need, things around the house that you don't need, when you subtract the alcohol, you have more money, 
you've more space, you've more mental space, it's going to make life easier this year. So for me, I think the big takeaway is less is more. I like that too. Very well said. Now, how about if I finish the show? All right, go ahead. <laughs> you can start to interrupt you with you know our sponsor and the takeaways <laughs> with the stuff that we actually need to finish. Yeah. Oh, you could tell we're recording this up Friday afternoon, uh, even though this was a blast. But if you want to hang out with us as we make the show, as these hilarious people who are chatting while we make it, <laughs> head to uh, facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins. But we're not going to be here much longer, kids. We debuted uh, today as we recorded this on YouTube, Eric Roberge and I, and you're going to find us more often on YouTube in the future. So head to youtube.com, put in money with friends and subscribe to our channel over there. Uh, anything else we need to talk about, Bobby? Yes. Make sure you're doing those Instagram polls. so You can get a shout out at money friends pod. That's our handle both on Instagram and on Twitter. Stay close to Instagram stories because we will almost always, we're trying, um, let you know when we're going to be taping, whether it's here on Facebook live or whether it is on YouTube. So Definitely follow us on Instagram at Money Friends Pod. And you can learn more about the show at moneywithfriendspodcast.com. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here tomorrow on Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.